0: And we're back. Um, hope that punishment wasn't too bad.
1: <laughs> I just had to go take the piss. That's all.
0: Ah, it happens to the best of us. I gave that up. It's not worth it.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, right. Now you gotta like wake just, up every two hours exactly. to piss in the whole night. Oh yeah, well, that's the red hot chestnut. I take <laughs> meds for that too. So, <laughs> um, so speaking of punishment. Errol and his boys are smashing the machines at Turkish's place. Uh, Turkish walks in, grabs a bat, and smashes one of them in the face and hits another in the head before he realizes he's kind of outnumbered. Um, as he backs up, the bat gets taken away, and a really quick narration starts. This is actually the shortest drop of the night.
3: <laughs> Rick smashing up our arcade might help me to persuade Mickey to fight. And if that wasn't enough, he thought it would be a good idea to burn Mickey's mum's caravan while she was asleep in it.
0: So that song plays for a solid two minutes. Um, and we see Mickey just like Fucking in pain. Like he's trying to get into there to to get his mom, but it's it's obviously too late and the and the other guys are trying to hold him back because they don't want him to hurt himself, you know, for no reason.
1: Yeah, this um, was uh super fucked up, man.
0: Yeah, so Bricktop decided to burn down his mom's fucking camper with her in it. That's horrible, horrible. And you just see the pain in his eyes and the way they shoot it where like you see the fire like reflecting in his eyes. Yeah. Um, yeah. you, you know he's like this is not fucking even close to being done um, back at uh, Turkish's they have him on the floor and Errol is about to swing a sword down on him as Tommy comes in like fucking Superman and points his non-working gun right at Errol yep
1: yeah. and he was about um, to hack his arm off with like a goddamn pirate sword yeah. yeah. yeah
0: yeah The swords in this movie are fucking crazy. (laughs) Like the one, uh, fucking uh, bullet tooth Tony carries around too. The old fucking like, uh, the one he took off the guy in the club or something. Yeah, Yeah. it's like fucking something you see like Zoro carrying. (laughs) Um, but uh, anyway, so uh, Tommy and Turkish escape. Now it's morning at the caravan site. Uh, Turkish, Tommy, and Mickey are all there. Uh, kind of just, like, looking at his mom's burnt-down caravan. Turkish says he's sorry, and Mickey looks at him and asks if he did it. Yeah, He's uh, sorry Tur- for? You didn't do it. <laughs> Turkish, like, is kind of stunned by that. But, yeah, like you said, Mickey says, don't be sorry. You didn't let him do it. So he knows kind of, like, that, that Mickey doesn't blame him for it, which kind of has to be a relief to him. Um, one of the, uh, the other guys comes out of his... Uh, Camper pissed off, and Mickey tells him to go back inside. Um, and then we get a quick voiceover of Turkish, you know, where it says he didn't want to ask to fight while his mom's body is still smoking right there. But before he gets to, Mickey says he'll do the fight before it causes any more carnage. Uh, Turkish then kind of reflects on, well, if he would have said no, it'd probably have been much worse. Um, we jump back over to uh, Avi, Doug, and Tony. They're trying to figure out how to track down Boris. Um, while they're doing this, the phone rings and Doug picks it up. And on the phone is one of the daughters downstairs in the jewelry shop saying that a man with a thick Russian accent wants to sell them an 84-karat diamond. <laughs> and then on I the security that. camera, we see it's fucking Boris. I mean, right. like, I absolutely this is one of those love happy... Yeah. yeah. Just because... Bo- you know, Tooth
2: Tony, just like you said, he's saying he's he's going to be hard to find. He's CIA, he's uh, KGB trained. They'll be impossible to track down. <laughs> he just stumbles in <laughs> with this dumb look on his face, looking at the camera. It's one of these comedic scenes that Bars pulls off that's just
0: fucking amazing. Yeah, I, I fucking love it. I'm just like, this is one of those Deus Ex Machina's that just works.
2: Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly.
0: Yeah, and it makes sense because like. He's, this is the fucking person that buys stolen diamonds. So mm-hmm. where else would he go with a stolen diamond?
1: Yeah, this is if, This is definitely the point in the movie where things start to, you know, collide in that way. In that kind of Pulp Fiction-y, what do we call it? Hyperlink?
0: Yeah, the hyperlink.
1: Yeah, this is where things start to really ramp up. Um,
0: so we jump back over to the pawn shop. Tyrone is complaining about the dogs being set on him. Um, And they're trying to figure out their plan on how to catch Boris, because right now everyone's trying to catch fucking Boris to get the stone. Um, And Saul tells Tyrone to go watch the Russian's house and call him as soon as they see Boris. Jumps back over to the jewelers, and they're looking at uh, Boris on the security camera, and Tony tells them to be careful. Uh, You know, he's... fucking serious, but Rosebud's like, nah, I got this, I hate Russians. I um, Quick cut later, they're driving in the car, Rosebud's face is all bloodied up, and he's yelling to get him to a doctor, but he wants to shoot that fucker first. Yeah. Obi, like says, I'll get you a, to a doctor, a nice Jewish doctor, but we gotta get that stone first. Um, they pull up to this house and uh, pop the trunk, which of course has Boris in it, hold a knife up to him and and tell him, where's the stone? Um, we jump back to the pawn shop real quick now. Uh, and Vinny uh, is... is uh, our Saul's showing off these guns to Vinny and Vinny's like, what do you mean they're replicas? Yeah. And Saul kind of hard sells them on them looking real. I mean, nobody's going to argue with them. And he got really loud blanks just in case. <laughs> <laughs> and then Vinny says... What in case we have to deafen them to death? Yeah, I know. Um, phone this, rings.
1: This scene. Oh. Sorry to cut you off. This scene spoke to me because uh, I'm a bit of a pacifist, but when I was younger, uh, this Indian gentleman sell me a an airsoft gun.
0: <laughs> but
1: it's yeah. metal. It looks real. Like it's
2: oh, c- airsoft guns look real. Absolutely. And you took the orange plug out.
1: Yeah, you know, you paint you paint, paint it, it black. black and stuff, and so. It's, as a young man, I thought, like, oh, yeah, I'll keep this in my nightstand, you know, just in case I need to scare somebody <laughs> off." Yeah. Not realizing that that would just get me murdered faster. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yours says Airsoft. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and mine says Glock 21. <laughs> <laughs> .45 ACP. Uh, anyways. So, um... Ugh. The phone rings, and Tyrone is telling them that Boris is home, but before Tyrone can tell them there's other people there, Saul hangs up the phone and says, let's go. Um, Avi, Tony, and Rosebud open up this kind of floor safe in Boris's place and find this stash, which of course includes the diamond. Um, Saul and Vinny now pull up outside, and Tyrone runs over to tell them that three guys went inside the house and that uh, Boris is locked up in the trunk of the car. Uh, Avi tells uh, Tony just bury the Russian. Uh, at the same time, this is now where this is where everything starts really getting fucking crazy. Yes. Uh, Turkish and Tommy are driving towards Boris's place to get Tommy a new gun that actually works. And Turkish takes a swig of milk that he looks at and is not very happy with. Um, as Tony, Avi, and Rosebud get into their car, Saul, Vinny, and Tyrone. Uh, decide to follow them. Uh, Tommy tells Turkish that he shouldn't drink milk, anyways. That it's not in sync with evolution. Um, yeah, Avi, exactly. yeah, like,
2: what's like <laughs> st- stupid statement he came up with? Some yeah, uh, human bodies haven't haven't gotten used to dairy products yet, or some wacky shit like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, So Avi asked Tony how they should get rid of Boris. Shooting him's a bit noisy, and stabbing him's a little cold blooded. Tony asks, do you really want to kill him? (laughs) Rosebud pulls out a knife and says that he'll do it. Um, Vinny is then asking Saul if the replica guns fire. Saul says, of course they do. And Vinny starts doubting him, but Saul just decides to shoot the fucking gun and shatters all the car windows out (laughs) in the process. Um, and as they're arguing about him doing that, they hit someone standing in the street, like fast hit him too. like hard fucking hit him. Uh, Tony tells Roseblood that his blade is inadequate and there is a proper blade back there. <laughs> uh, now Tommy is continuing to tell Turkish about cows have only been domesticated for the last 8,000 years. Before that, they were running around mad as lorries. The human digestive system hasn't gotten used to any dairy products. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Turkish is like well fuck me Tommy what have you been reading <laughs> Tommy says he's gonna do him a favor he grabs the milk and throws it out the window and we hear a car crash uh, this is like a memento because this whole scene goes in reverse um, Tony asks Avi if he wants a knife Avi says he wouldn't know what to do with it and Tony asks him what does he keep his what, what keeps his fork company all these years um Rosebud then lifts up this massive sword in the backseat and as he does this Milk hits the window and causes them to crash into a pole. Uh, The trunk pops open and as Tony and Avi are assessing their injuries they look in the street and see Boris stumbling around tied up with a bag on his head.
2: (laughs) Um, Him stepping around like that is (laughs) fucking priceless the way he's like He's, yeah, he's like he stand on he stand on one foot, he's tapping his other foot, to <laughs> yeah. try and find the curb and shit. It's so fucking funny. It looks like it it's really a chicken, so funny, yeah, yeah, and exactly. After, you know,
0: after about ten seconds of that happens, a Boris is hit full speed by a
2: car. You no, know? but it's just it's funny because they always have that same music, bam, 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 bam. You know, like that yeah. Russian music playing while he's doing it. It's
0: hysterical. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, the music in this, like, there's themes for each person. Yes. Like, you get the, every time you get um, Turkish, like, yep, that little whistle thing, mm-hmm. when you hear, like, the um, song, them's like, that little, like, kind of, like, ska fucking yeah. Uh, yeah. reggae song.
2: Yeah, uh, it is. It's so good. I mean, Guy Ritchie's soundtrack skills are, are off the charts.
0: Yeah. So, the car that hit Boris was the car driven by Tyrone. <laughs> Saul <laughs> says, what have you done? Uh, Tony and Avi then look back and realize that Rosebud's dead. There's a sword sticking through him. Um, And a crowd of, like, women who look like they're from, like, an ashram or something, like, are surrounding the scene as Tony and Avi get out. Uh, Saul and Vinny say, hey, uh, get down, but, you know, stay close and follow them. Uh, Tony and Avi then walk into a pub. And Tony tells Avi to go get cleaned up in the bathroom while he makes a call. Turkish and Tommy now pull up at Boris's place. And as they walk up the uh, walkway, they notice the doors open and uh, Turkish is a little bit more cautious than Tommy is at this point in saying that Boris is nuts. He has about as many nuts down here as he has up here. <laughs> um, but Tommy's like, he wants a gun that works and you know, he's got his minerals built up and uh. As his confidence is building, Boris comes walking up the street, and you can tell he's a bit out of it, obviously. Uh, he kicks the fucking gate wide open, and then as Tommy like, tries to say something to him, he just punches him in the balls and walks him all the way up to the house. <laughs> yeah. um, and then about a few, three or four seconds later, he walks out of the house with an assault rifle. And now, um, if Pigs was one of the definitive uh, quotes of this movie, this is the other one. And this is probably my favorite scene and one of my most quoted like lines in all of movies. Like you know, you guys quote shit all the time. This is the one I quote all the fucking time.
4: A drowning trout. Come and pick us up, and Doug. Sharpish. I don't wanna fuss, and I don't wanna put a bullet in your face, but unless you give me exactly what I want, there will be fucking murders. What's name? Shoot him. Ooh. Let go of the gun. You're obviously the big dick. And that either side here are your balls. There are two types of balls. There are big, brave balls. And there are little, mincy, faggot balls. These are your last words, so make them a prayer. Now, dicks have drive and clarity of vision. But they're not clever. They smell pussy, and they want a piece of the action. And you thought you smelt some good old pussy and have brought your two little mincy faggot balls along for a good old time. You've got your parties muddled up. There's no pussy here. Just a dose that'll make you wish you were born a woman. Like a prick. You're having second thoughts. You're shrinking. And your two little balls are shrinking with you. And the fact that you've got replica written down the side of your gun. And the fact that I've got Desert Eagle Point <laughs> written on the side of mine should precipitate your balls into shrinking along with your presence.
0: I fucking love this scene. Yeah, I fucking love Vinny Jones and his acting. He's not even fucking phased at all. They walk in with the gun pulled up to his head. He notices his fucking beer isn't full. Looks over the counter and sees the bartender hiding. Yeah, still doesn't make eye contact with him. Just walks as calmly as he can to a fucking table, sits down and takes a drink. While they're pointing the gun at him. Um, and then just goes into this wonderful diatribe about dicks looking for pussy and little little <laughs> minty balls.
1: I will say this. If you're driving and listening to this, those sound effects had to have just scared the fucking shit out of you.
0: <laughs> I tried to turn oh, the volume down, but I couldn't get it fast enough. <laughs> so if you,
1: if you crash your car listening to this, just understand that we're not liable... Yeah. <laughs> Maybe write a letter to Guy Ritchie or something or the sound editor of this movie. Yeah. Um, very true. But yeah, that's a that's a fantastic uh you know, little monologue there.
0: Yeah. Desert Eagle point five oh, which is the gun I want more than any gun in the world. I want to be a Desert Eagle.
2: <laughs> that's a big gun, man. Yeah, that is a large weapon. It is. You
1: know.
0: I, I have a point four five But I want a
1: .50. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know the difference. Uh, I have very little experience. Like I said, I'm a pacifist. I shot a gun at my buddy's farm when I was in high school because his dad had one. And, uh, yeah, I was like, this is too loud. I'm not not interested.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, I'm going to send you some pictures in our chat just to show you the difference between a... um, a nine millimeter and a 45. And then after that, I'll show you the difference between a 45 and a, uh, and a 0.50. <laughs> Cause there, there's, there, there's quite a bit of difference. Now a nine millimeter is what almost everybody carries. That's the standard. Uh, in Florida.
2: So
0: it, well, a lot of places, it's just the most right. standard. So if you look in the picture I sent you, the little bullet to the right is the nine millimeter. And the one to the left is a, is the 45 ACP, which is what I carry. It's substantially larger, right?
2: Because that Eric, that nine millimeter doesn't kill anybody. You got to get the bigger bullet. Just well, it sure does. <laughs> it, the the well, bigger bullet. Yeah, just that's my point. Wh- that that's my point. That is. But dead. that nine
0: millimeter won't blow a hole in the fucking wall.
2: Oh, okay. All right.
0: Like, sure. like I mean, that doesn't. Hey, Joe.
2: All right, now. Joe, we're not going to get sidetracked. But I got to ask you a question. How many times have you had to blow a hole in the wall? Oh, in your well, life? fucking time. Oh, 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 okay.
0: <laughs> I'm in construction. How do you think we remodel? Oh, oh I see. Now, no, now,
2: Eric,
1: listen. It's a very big, but it's a very impressive big. Ball. Hold on. Now, look
0: at the next picture. The one on the right is the 45 compared to the Desert Eagle. The Desert Eagle is one on the left.
2: Oh God! Little dick and a big dick. Yeah. It's
0: way, way fucking bigger. Uh, you don't want to get hit with a .50. That well, is it's
2: a 50 caliber, right? Is that the? Is that my understanding?
0: Yes, in a point five or fifty caliber,
2: so it's like the same size as a fifty caliber machine gun, or no? Do I not understand that correctly?
0: They're they're similar, but they they're a little different in the uh, right. The, no, no, no. I know the shape.
1: Yeah, I, I but I understand this, but that
0: overall part, the yeah. diameter, yes, is the same. Yeah. Um, okay. This looks but like yeah.
1: I would I would need to get back on like a circuit strength training regiment to fire this <laughs> bullet.
0: <laughs> yes, they the gun is massive too, and it's very fucking heavy. Um, there's also a gun called a Smith & Wesson 500 which is like an old like revolver style like you'd see but it has like a 12 inch fucking barrel it's ridiculously long and heavy my buddy had one at a pawn shop and I went to pick it up and I could barely hold it up is how fucking long and heavy this gun was um, oh man but the difference is a 9mm bullet will go through you a 45 or a 50 will not go through you it'll just fuck you up um, so a lot of times if you get shot with a 9mm, you're not going to die. The bullet will actually pass through you. The bigger bullets won't do that. They'll f- just tear you up. However, their accuracy and range is not as far as the 9mm. So with the 9mm, you can be accurate from much further distance. However, you're not going to cause anywhere near as much damage as you will with a bigger bullet. You,
1: you,
2: I, do you understand now, Eric?
1: <laughs> I, I do. I, I get it. I okay. get it. I understand. It's just not my not my thing. Because you so if you're if
0: you're close range you want a bigger a bigger gun if you want to like really put someone down.
2: Right, as and as a fellow, a fellow pacifist, Eric, there's it's the scariest part is the casualness of this conversation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: the scariest part of this. Whole,
2: not the bullets, not the guns, not the descriptions of destruction, but the casualness with which this is taking place right now. This yeah, is once what
0: again, scares I'm a Floridian. Me. This is what scares me. <laughs>
1: It's a stand-your-ground state, you know. Yeah,
0: that's called the castle doctrine. Oh,
1: no thank you.
0: And again, so I, I
2: equate that really quick, sorry. I equate that to my joke about people who live in Massachusetts thinking mass hole is a badge of honor. Exactly. Stand your ground
0: is not a fucking <laughs> yeah, badge no. of honor. Y'all, y'all <laughs> okay. say Florida man like it's a bad thing. Yeah. Like you're exactly. insulting me. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, anyway, no, let's gonna, please I'm let's gonna. focus on the, the task at hand. My apologies. All right. So but anyways, the reason I've always wanted a Desert Eagle is because of this movie and that exact quote, because it's fucking awesome. Because I want to at one point in my life have somebody with a replica gun <laughs> that I could say yours says replica and mine says desert eagle point five oh well we that's to that's just, gonna uh, be me
1: maybe. that's gonna be me in my ear, Yeah, exactly
0: so. Yeah. yes so when i pull up to eric and jack carjack him in front of holler box and he pulls on his replica
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyways um saul Vinny, and tyrone fuck off into the bathroom hallway and lock the door um alvi comes out of the bathroom and knocks him down with the door uh and then they quickly point the replica guns at him and say to give him the case Avi says, "'Fuck you. Shoot me.'" (laughs) He's had it at this point. (laughs) Yeah, and while they front and cock the useless guns, uh, Tony starts, like, listening to what's going on and uh, looking over in that direction. Uh, Boris busts in through the other end of the hallway in the fire exit and points the assault rifle at Avi, and Boris tells Avi also to give him the case or he'll shoot him. Avi once again looks at him and says, "'Fuck you, too.'" uh tony is still out in the main part of the pub listening um boris then looks at the pawn shop boys and tells them to drop their guns and then they say fuck you <laughs> uh, tony like reaches over the door but he realizes it's locked and then he yells out avi pull your socks up at which point avi Saul, and vinny all drop to the ground yeah, they and they all uh, the
2: two the two boys get it yeah
0: and then Tony starts shooting through the fucking uh, wall with that Desert Eagle because it can actually go through a Cause, wall.
2: Because Eric, the nine millimeter, couldn't do that. That's it it really couldn't. You get, you get that? Right. I know that. It now.
0: definitely, it definitely right. couldn't. And if it did, it definitely wouldn't have enough power to knock someone down once it got through that wall.
2: Exactly. See. I, I, um, <laughs> keep going.
0: Uh. So, uh, Boris gets shot, and Tyrone kind of falls down uh, as Tony's shooting through the wall. Uh, Saul and Vinny grab the briefcase and run out of the fire exit. Uh, Tony busts through the door and sees Boris and loads a brand new clip into the gun. Uh, Tony looks at Avi and says, where's the case? Uh, Avi doesn't know. (laughs) Uh, Tony asks what Boris is doing there, and Boris says, fuck you. (laughs) So So Tony shoots him twice. Uh, Tony walks down towards Tyrone and asks him where the case is, and then you hear Boris grumbling in the background about how he'll show Tony, and then Tony shoots him four more fucking times. So, <laughs> then as Tony's about to ask Tyrone again, Boris says, "Fuck you!" <laughs> and he shoots him again. Uh, he takes aim
2: because now he's going for the head.
0: <laughs> oh no, that's the next time. Oh, that's uh, the next time. You're right, yeah. You're right. Then Boris says, "You almost had me." And Tony says, fuck's sake. And then aims really good and shoots him again. So he's now shot him seven fucking times. <laughs> uh, Tony says, fuck you to Tyrone. And then just pulls the trigger and the gun just clicks. And he goes, you fat, lucky bastard. And walks away.
2: Yeah. So I, I've lost track of when this happens in the movie, but a cool piece of trivia that, that just points to Vinnie Jones legend status there is a scene where they had to use a stand-in look-alike because he got arrested the night before for fighting in a pub, <laughs> no and he shit. couldn't show up on set the next
0: day. That's fucking great. I
2: forget what scene. It's an outside scene. He's walking up to one of the cars, and it's not it's not Vinnie Jones. <laughs>
0: okay, that must be one of the next scenes coming up. Oh, it
2: could be. It could be then. Yeah, I'm not sure.
0: So we get a close up on the uh, diamond that Vinnie is admiring. Uh, Saul says, "Don't get too attached. It's going to break top." And then Saul says to leave the dog at the pawn shop. Uh, Vinny suggests that they just leave and run away. And Saul says, life is too short and it's going to be even shorter if Bricktop wishes it to be. Uh, Saul and Vinny are sitting in this car outside of Bricktop's place. Uh, Saul tells Vinny to give him the stone and he'll take it in. And Vinny starts digging around in his pants to get the stone. He says he put it in there in case they got mugged. And then Saul says... Who's gonna mug two black fellows holding pistols sat in a car that's worth less than your shirt? <laughs> at which point Vinny says, uh, bullet tooth Tony and his friend Desert Eagle. That's Sol's, that's the scene, Joe. Yeah, as I say, that's the scene. That is um, the scene, yes. Saul asks, What's that got to do with anything? And Vinny says, They're both staring at me. <laughs> at which point Tony knocks on the window with the gun and says, You should never underestimate underestimate the predictability of stupidity. Now out of the car and leave your water pistols behind. Vinny <laughs> <laughs> uh, whispers, look, just tell him the stones back in the office and I'll think of something. Um, we're back at uh, Turkish's training facility. Uh, and Turkish asks why Tommy is sweating. Uh, Tommy asks what happens if the pikey knocks the other guy out. Turkish says, well, they get murdered before they leave the building, and he imagines fed to the pigs. Yeah, very casually, he says that. Yeah. Uh, Tommy says he doesn't trust the Pikey. Uh, neither does Turkey. Or neither does Turkish. Turkish. Turkey. <laughs> Turkey. Yeah. He says it's Mickey's mom's funeral that night, and they're going to be drinking. And he's not worried if Mickey knocked the other guy. He worries if he could even make it to the fourth round. Uh, Tommy asks why he isn't anxious. And Turkish says, well, it's not in their control. And if you could show him how to control a wild fucking gypsy, he'll show him how to control an unhinged unhinged pig-feeding gangster. (laughs) Um, And then we get a montage of Mickey just getting completely fucked up at his mom's wake. He even, like, vomits in one part of it. Um, Back at the pawn shop, the back room is just tore up. Apparently the dog had a good time. Avi asks where the stone is uh, and Vinny tries to come up with some bullshit saying he left it in the box and the dog must have eaten it. Um, Avi tells Tony, well, look in the dog. Yeah, and Tony looks at him like, what? <laughs> he goes, you know, open him up. Um, it's funny that Tony is like, you know, he has to draw his line somewhere. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and his line apparently is not like cutting into dogs. Um, but, you know, he's a man of principal so he gets to work and he's like the dog is squeaking <laughs> um somehow it's just like a fucking chaos erupts into this room and there's all kinds of shit going on the dog's biting fucking everything and running around and barking they're all going crazy uh, Vinny eventually pulls a stone out of his pants to save the dog and, and hands the stone over and as Avi is looking at the stone the dog jumps up grabs it and eats it <laughs> And, uh, Avi grabs the Desert Eagle and just starts fucking firing blindly. Not even looking. He covers his face at one point. Um, and the dog jumps out the window that they opened. And, uh, Avi runs out of the room saying, Come on, Tony! Uh, just to realize that he accidentally shot Tony. Yes. And we get that same cut scene of him going back to New York in a hurry. And they ask <laughs> if he has anything to clear. And he goes, Yeah. Don't go to fucking England. I love
2: that line. <laughs> I absolutely love that line.
0: Oh. Uh, Saul and Vinny um, uh, think that the dog's going to go back to the Pikey camp um, and they need to get rid of the body so to load him into the car. Uh, Turkish and Tommy uh, are now standing over Mickey trying to wake him up. He kind of wakes up a little bit and he's hung over and asked for a drink. Turkish says, This is for me, but he ends up giving it to Mickey anyways. Who uh, Now Turkish is trying to give him advice about the fight, but Mickey's already back asleep again. <laughs> um, so Turkish wakes him back up. At which point he pops up and says he needs to have a shite.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what you forgot to mention is is when he left, uh there were a bunch of Gators fans on the plane.
0: Oh, you're right. <laughs> bah, 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 bah. Uh I fucking hate Gator fans. Or is that a goat?
1: <laughs> is that a goat, yeah, exactly.
0: Uh so um uh, Bricktop is outside the match in his car and uh, says to his goons that if Turkish Tommy or Mickey come out before he does to shoot them uh, Brick Bricktop and Errol head inside and he walks up to the businessman again and says that Mickey will go down on the 4th and I want to know how important these people are apparently because if Bricktop's worried about them they must be fucking really bad because <laughs> Bricktop doesn't seem to be worried about shit but he's worried about these guys
2: yeah Um, exactly yeah
0: so uh he asks errol if they have guys at the campsite uh they do and those guys hate pikeys and they make that quite clear um bricktop is now in the room with with mickey and everybody and asks if he's stoned and uh he says to make sure mickey knows when to go down and he threatens to burn their whole campsite down if he doesn't um We get a scene of Turkish, Tommy, and Mickey walking out to the ring, and, like, it's fucking chaotic as hell. Mickey's, like, fighting people in the fucking crowd. Um, But uh, they make it eventually to the ring, um, and the fight starts. Mickey immediately punches the the other fighter, knocking him down. (laughs) Um, It focuses in on Turkish and Tommy that have a fuck-me face, and uh, Bricktop looks kind of pissed off. But eventually, the other fighter gets back up. So Mickey must have pulled his punch.
1: Yeah, this uh, was a great tension builder, you know, oh, yeah. um, as as far as like the narrative of this movie goes, you've already established that this guy like just is a killer and it takes yeah, one, one hit. Yeah. Yep. And so you do feel that tension as this scene progresses, like, oh, my God, is he going to is he actually going to do what he's supposed to do? Can he like or is it just right. going to, you know, he's going to succumb to his nature and, and fucking murder this guy?
0: Yep. So Mickey punches some more and the other finder, f- fighter finally lands a punch and now we're off to an actual fight.
2: He was uh, an actual Mic- boxer as well. The actor played the other fighter.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. Mickey definitely, though, is in control of the first round. Uh, Turkish walks up to him and warns him, hey, do not knock him out. Uh, round two, Mickey kind of is like not as as into the fighting. He's kind of standing back and taking hits. Um but uh, you know he gets back over after that round's done now Turk tells him stop dancing like a fairy It can't look like it's rigged but don't knock him out
1: yeah you gotta hurt him but don't knock him out
0: yep round three uh, Mickey's getting beat up pretty fucking bad but he does get up he does get back up Um, then he gets this like savage fucking combo that's finished with an uppercut that knocks Mickey off his feet and when he hits the ring it like he like visually sinks into water that was that is so, such a, yeah.
1: Yeah, so cool, man. So well done. And unexpected yeah, it, too. Like it came right. at, out of nowhere for me. It's like,
2: oh, and he's wow. looking up in the water at himself above on his back. It's like
0: crazy. Yeah, it's just such Yeah, a and the dude's movie. like fucking just kicking him and shit. Um Turkish like in his head is thinking all he has to do is stay down. And then uh we get a narration again, which uh, kind of takes us for a little bit here
3: all he's got to do is stay down now we are fucked we out of here stupid fucking piker those Brick Tops got a dozen keen-to-kill-monkeys with shotguns sitting outside his campsite. Once the campsite's wiped out, I know it's gonna be the same for us. Have you ever crossed the road and looked the wrong way?
0: Give me that fucking shooter! And
3: then pressed hey, presto, there's a car nearly on you. So what do you do? Something very silly. You freeze. And your life doesn't flash before you because you're too fucking scared to think. He'd just freeze and pull a stupid face. The Pikey didn't. Why? Because he had plans on running the car over. It had previously occurred to me that the gypsy had taken the demise of his mother rather lightly. For every action, there's a reaction. And a pikey reaction is quite a fucking thing. That's the reason the bastard never goes down when he's supposed to. We've been tucked up. Well, he's been cleaning up. We're worse off now than when we started. The next day we went to the campsite. But the gypsies had disappeared during the night. Which was probably a good thing. Considering they just bred 12 people somewhere in the area.
0: So we get our, our sweet, like, Ocean's Eleven twist here. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Mickey had set the whole thing up. He knew what the fuck he was doing the entire time. Um, they, they were hiding in the bushes at the campsite and fucking took out all the fucking Bricktop's men that were there. They got to the limo outside of the the ring and um had a uh, killed the guys inside we were sitting in there waiting for him so when Bricktop came out uh they literally shot him um and uh fucking uh even though Turkish and Tommy got scared Mickey fucking just stood there like a fucking <laughs> champ because he knew yeah, what the fuck was going on exactly um it's, it, this is like a fun fucking twist in the movie because I really didn't expect this part when like when I first watched right. this movie Yep. Like you did not expect this to all fucking just work out.
1: Oh no, not at all.
0: Like I thought this was, was not going to have a happy ending. Like I thought Mm -hmm. like they were going to fucking die. It was going to be what it was. Nope. It all fucking works out. Um, the next morning Turkish and Tommy go to the campsite looking for Mickey. They wanted to ask him to fight for them, but you know, he's gone and the pikey who doesn't want to be found, isn't going to be found. Um,
2: yeah. Oh, I gotta. I gotta just jump back real quick during that yeah. that montage, the fight scene, the music in the background, that instrumental oh. riff is so fucking good. And I just looked it up now. It's be, believe it or not, that's Oasis. Is it really? <laughs> what? Yes. It's it's Oasis. The song is called "Fucking in the Bushes," <laughs> 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 and it's a, it's an instrumental song. The whole song is instrumental. Fucked. But that's fucking Oasis, and that riff, that guitar riff, man... and it just works so perfectly with that. Exactly. It works so perfectly with that scene. Another, another guy, Richie score on, on, on the music. And yeah, that's Oasis. So (coughs) I'm
0: sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I did not know that was Oasis. That's pretty awesome. I
2: didn't until I looked it up,
0: man. I'm so so Sally couldn't wait. (laughs) I don't know how the song went, but I knew something like that. Um, (laughs) Don't look back in anger. I heard him say, um, anyways, so, uh, As they're standing there, some men start looking in their car and approach them and ask what they're doing there. Turns out these men are the police. Um, Just then, the squeak dog runs out and they said that they're out there walking their dog. Um, What do you know about gypsies that they can't be trusted? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So uh, Tommy goes to chase the dog and and grab it. Um, They tell him, like, you know, they're clear, they're good to go to get out of there. Um, And as they're driving off, they see fucking Saul and Vinny pulled over being arrested for having a dead body in the trunk of their car with a tea yeah. cozy on its head.
1: Yeah, that old chestnut, you know?
0: <laughs> yep. And then we just have one final narration from, uh, from Turkish to take us out of this movie and, uh, another one's in the books.
3: Tommy persuaded me to Cape the dog. I eventually a As long as he took it to a vet, he couldn't stand that squeaking anymore. The vet found half an undigested shoe, a squeaky toy and an 84-karat diamond lodged in its stomach. It's quite amazing what can happen in a week. Still didn't shut it up though. So what do you do? You go to see the man that knows about these sort of things. So what do you think? Do you know anyone who would be interested?
0: This poor so,
2: guy. Uh, <laughs> right? Yeah. Fucking
0: Turkish lucks into finding this 84 fucking carat diamond that everyone's been trying to find. get this whole movie. Um, and uh, they go see Doug, the head. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Doug calls Avi, who gets back on the plane to fly back to London to get the fucking diamond. Because yeah. the beginning uh, of the
2: movie is actually the end of the movie.
0: Yep. And then so. it's a uh, coming soon, snatch two, <laughs> electric boogaloo. Electric popular, yep. Uh, And 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 that's the movie Snatch. uh, In its in its entirety, it's fucking uh, fun little thrill ride. You never know where it's gonna go. In a lot of fun British Britishisms.
1: Yeah, yeah, dude. It's just it's like such a stylish movie. It it, really is. And it's got you know Guy Ritchie's like right out of the gate as a director, like as a, a newbie to his stuff. Like it's it's got such a unique feel to it, yeah. so
2: yeah, yeah, I agree. And I, th- th- having said that, Eric, I you saw that I sent you a list of, of other the other guy Richie Gangster movies to watch. So yes, for people listening, if if you hadn't seen you know Snatch, and and this is going to turn you on to that, you should also watch Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. That was his first, and I'm putting this in the order of my favorites. His most recent before the he's he actually just released one with jason statham called wrath of man i haven't seen that yet but previous to that was the gentleman with matthew mcconaughey and a a cast of thousands fantastic movie that goes back to this level snatch and lock stock level of of greatness and then there's rock and roller with jared butler and another cast of thousands tom hardy um that's also a great one Uh, because they blend just like this one they blend that comedy and, and action and thriller and twists, you know, it's very everything. well, you know? Um, and it's then got the everything last
0: except a love story, which is what you don't need in a fucking movie. No, exactly. Exactly. Which is the one part that ruined oceans 11 was him trying to fucking get horse face. Okay. Oh God. <laughs> yeah.
2: Cause it ruined it. It didn't just make it a little less. It just, it all out ruined it. I get it, Joe. Yep.
0: <laughs> it ruined it.
2: And then I, the last one, Eric, I need to warn you and, and the viewers at home. I added the the movie Revolver.
0: Mm-hmm. It's oh.
2: universally panned because it is not a comedy at all. It's very depressing, <laughs> and it's a weird, like metaphysical in a way movie. Um, but that also has Jason Statham and it has Ray Liotta, and um, it has Big Pussy from The Sopranos. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> okay. So, but it is not so. I, I recommend to watch it. You'll probably get through it, and that'll be the last time you watch it. But yeah. It's worth a watch. So, yeah, this nice guy man. Richie in a nutshell.
1: I'm in.
0: Well, guys,
2: you know what time it is, right? Yep, it's time to go take a pee while you run the intro
3: for, yeah. Ladies.
2: <laughs> I am a movie critic
3: by trade. And until recently, I got paid to tell you people which movies merely stink and which ones you shouldn't screen near an open flame. Well, I'm putting the burden of lousy movies back on you. It's very simple. If you stop going to bad movies, they'll stop making bad movies. If the movie used to be a TV show, just don't go. After Roman numeral 2, give it a rest. If it's a remake of a classic, rent the classic! Tell
0: them you want stories about people. Not a hundred million dollars of stunts and explosives. People, it's up to you. If the movie stinks, just don't go. If the movie stinks, just don't go! It stinks, it stinks, it stinks. so eric as the virgin you get to go first
1: all right uh like i said this was a pleasant surprise man i didn't know what to expect i knew it was british that's all i knew and uh yeah like a really weird quirky role from brad pitt everybody was was fantastic in this movie um it had that cool sort of pulp fictiony vibe that uh you know intersecting storyline thing happening and they did it really really well um and like i said you know as as my first foray into guy Ritchie's uh filmography the dude's got a stamp like that that's all you want out of a director is to have his his thing his take that sets him apart from other people so um i really enjoyed it man for me this movie is gonna get a 4.1 out of 5
0: Hell yeah.
2: All right. I love it when we come across movies that one of us haven't seen. Yeah. And, and yeah. It's so cool to get the reaction of the person who hasn't seen it. It's very cool. Um, so we'll, we'll leave you for last, Joe. So, um, yeah, I mean, everything Eric said, this has been a movie that's been on my radar since it came out. Actually, I have to say that Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels for me, I like that movie even more than this. Okay, because that's what got me hooked on, on Guy Ritchie and got me hooked on what I call British gangster movies in general because there's a whole slew of them. Hit me up on the Facebook page because I got a shit ton to give you that aren't Guy Ritchie movies but are as good or even better. So, um, you know, all that said, this is definitely, you know, a when I come across it, it on a channel, it's on and I watch it. Uh, so this is a solid, very solid 4.5 out of 5 for me.
0: Yeah, I'm 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 into this genre of movie. I love anything gangster and for some reason the whole British flair to it also just adds another
2: like they, level of fun. They have a way of doing it dude, and that's why I'm even saying hit me up for the other movies, folks, yeah. because they they just have a way of doing these gangster movies that are so great.
0: It really do. Um, I'm flipped with you, though. This one, I do prefer to lock stock, even though they're both okay, fucking, I get it. if they're on, I'm watching it. Right. It doesn't matter. Exactly. But I do slightly give the edge to snatch, um, just because, I don't know, I guess it came to me at the exact right moment in my life. I was just graduating high school when this movie yep. came out, and I watched it a whole bunch.
2: Totally makes um, sense,
0: man. And that, and I love the Pikey characters. Yes. <laughs> uh, and, and the Desert Eagle five oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, I, I, I mean, you guys said it all. There's like, there's really nothing wrong with this movie at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't, like, I can't find one thing that I didn't like about this movie. Um, the casting was all right. The fucking stylistically was awesome. The story made sense. It was you know, even the Deus Ex Machina all like worked perfectly. The, like the one thing that was like so fucking convenient was Boris walking in, but it made sense because he had a diamond. Right. This is the only fucking place you can sell diamonds. So like, right? They, it was all intentional, and that's why it was so good. You know? Yeah. I, agree. I mean, every everything was thought of when they made this. So uh, I'm gonna go solid like four or six on this movie.
2: Excellent. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's worth it, it's a folks. Great movie. Get, I can't if you recommend haven't seen this, it, get on this thing. Yeah, definitely. This
0: this is probably one of the of the movies that I get the the most of like when I try to recommend it and they've never heard of it cuz like yes. a lot of people haven't heard of this movie and I'm like exactly. you got to go fucking watch this movie right now. Yep. Um yeah. this even more than Big Trouble. <laughs> which for me like those two are like up there in the same category where the movies that no one's ever heard of that they need to watch. But I think I if if I had to, like, if I, only, I can only tell people to watch one movie, I would tell them to watch this over Big Trouble.
2: Well, we still owe my
0: friend Pete four bucks because he rented it, and he's asking for his money back. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Since we saved him from watching Search and Destroy, he can give us 20 each. All right. That's fair enough. That's a fair split. You're correct. I did, because, I, did uh, I did get him to not
2: watch that one.
0: Because yeah. if he watched that, then, like... You know, we really would have owed him some money. And yeah, to counseling. And, and we would have lost a listener. Some counseling. Exactly. We did so. it at the beginning, but once again, let's give a thank you to the Patreon to make this uh, possible to keep going.
2: Yes, our family has grown, so we're very happy. So, yeah, thank you to Hannah Christ, to uh, Robert James Smith, and to Brian Gower.
0: I love it you're going to keep it to Robert James Smith.
2: Oh, hell yeah. It sounds
0: like Um, a fucking serial killer.
1: Remember, (laughs) Robert, uh, boys don't cry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And um, if you want to join the elite ranks of those uh, just mentioned, you can go to patreon.com backslash M-O-T-C-U. And um, although in this movie, we really wanted him to go down in the fourth, the next movie we're doing is all about the fifth. Yeah, why are you so element.
1: why are you so good at segways today?
0: He is
2: good. He's nailing him. He's nailing. Look,
0: him. I'm I'm about as good at segways as Paul Blart the Mall Cop.
2: Yeah, <laughs> 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 look at another one. Look at you.
0: Uh, every once in a while there. it happens. It works every once in a while. Yes, it's, it's the, the fifth. It's so. natty light. The natty light popsicles make me funnier.
2: <laughs> uh-huh, there you go. We got it. But yes, we'll be doing the fifth element. Uh, that's a pick of mine, but. It's the same. It's funny Joe and I talked about it off air. It would have been Joe's pick if it wasn't my pick. Um, yeah.
0: There's a so. lot of these movies I find that we're all like in agreement on. Yeah. Um so I'm I'm, a, I'm happy we're of, of a similar mindset cuz uh it would suck if like one of us kept picking movies that the other ones didn't like at all. Yeah. You no, know, no, no. It's Trouble been a good or It's been idiocracy. a good
2: group. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, don't worry. You've gotten past that. It's okay. You've grown. Uh, you know those are
0: fucking great movies. So fuck you. I ap- hey, I
1: appreciate them in a way that I would not have before, which is great. Yeah. But this fuck one, fuck you, I- shoot me. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, shoot me. But this one, I'm all in on, man. I'm fucking multi-pass like all day long, all day long.
0: Uh, did you guys just get that notification on Facebook that there's a, a yes. Masters of the Cinematic Universe post that I'm needs approval? I'm looking at
2: it now. It's a YouTube video about uh, Masters <laughs> Universe Origins Battle Armor He-Man. And if you
0: guys (laughs) want to, uh, you can also join the Masters of the Cinematic Universe Facebook group and uh, have some fun with us. And, uh, you know, if you want to, you can post things about movies or memes or just things about Masters of the actual universe. (laughs)
1: You know why this makes me doubly mad? Not just because this guy will not get past this, but because I actually do collect these action figures. (laughs) (laughs) And I need this one, you motherfucker, Isaac, you son of a bitch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I wonder if he even like listens to the show. Or if this is literally there's no just way. Because- he not. Nah,
2: he just he had a, he had a uh, a tag flag <laughs> on his social media, and saw that, and that's how it happened.
0: That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh. Well, guys, it's been another fun episode of Masters of the Cinematic Universe, and uh, there's really only one thing left for us to do. Lights? Camera.
1: Fuck on off.
2: So if you're uh, listening to Masters of the Cinematic Universe, you obviously love movies. Uh, I do too, because I host this podcast. And um, my pedal company, 37FX, um, definitely has a movie theme. So if you're looking for really cool guitar pedals, and the bonus of having some uh, fun movie themes uh, hit up the website 37fx.com that's the word 30 the number seven dot com you can find things like the fat guy little coat fuzz and uh, soon to be released the tombstone trouble boost both both based on some fantastic movies so uh, you know hit the website up we've got some great sound samples on there and uh, you can also hit me up through Facebook or Instagram uh, with any questions you have. I really appreciate it. Thanks, guys.